Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to Chiari Publishing Company, the place to come and find your chi and the chi which is inside of you to write, tell, or record your true story and capture it to live on. You know, you think that I'm not telling the truth, but I've learned that some people actually put their writings in time capsules and seal that time capsule up with titanium so it will last for a lifetime and won't rust, okay? And I'm not telling who that particular organization is, but that's how important people's books and writings are. So I believe you are just as important and I am just as important. And this business that I'm running, publishing company, is just as important. So if you want to hear this story today, stay tuned. It start out being in Palo Alto, California, and it's called Wet Body. The characters are Bronx, Andrew, a Sanford medical student, and Because We Can, Men and Jeep. Okay? It starts out like this. Well, well, well. Bronx is getting off from work, who worked from 4 until 12 midnight. Bronx only means of transportation was to ride her bike to and from work every day while she saved up so she could purchase a car as she had just arrived in California from New York, New York, Manhattan, the place where nobody sleeps, so they say. But she decided to go out to Palo Alto and work in to the computer industry, which was building where we are today, chips, cell phones, and computers. She enjoyed riding her bike in that beautiful California weather, but something one night happened to her negative. And this is a true story as it begins. Men are pulling up next to her while she's riding her bike, talking, screaming. And then all of a sudden they threw some coal behind beer all on her while she was riding her bike on the bike lane. Yeah, can you believe that? She was stunned and shocked by their actions. Suddenly they were laughing at her while she was cycling as fast as she could to get her butt away from that car and go hide into the dark. Thank goodness she was raised in the Bronx, New York, and was not frightened as she knew her survival skills would kick in and she immediately hid from them. She rolled quietly, got off her bike quietly into the back alleys, laid her bike down, and she waited there 
planning her safely escaped, she let them leave completely. She sat there for like about one hour or so with her clothes soaked and smelling like beer all over her long hair while trying to still, you know, like wipe some of the beer and stuff out of her eyes, which was getting her eyes kind of irritated. But nonetheless, she sat there quietly. As her emotion started to sink inward, because she started thinking as she's sitting there, wow, this really did happen to her. In Palo Alto, California, she didn't expect something like this to happen. But who does ever expect for certain things to happen? Making it hard for her to even get back on her bike to try to make it home safe. But once again, this at this time meant that, you know, she couldn't call a, on her cell phone because she didn't have no cell phone back then because back then they didn't have cell phones like we do today. And the cell phones they had was a big, gray, clunky looking cell phone about half the size of your arm almost. You know, laugh out loud about that, how we've changed. But Bronx, however, did find the courage to get back on her bike while she was damp from the beer smelling like an alcoholic person that she never even drunk. Not a stitch. While she kept replaying their foul words, choking and laughing and yelling out loud at her. Shoot, they talked so bad to me on the bike, screaming at her, yelling at her, like she had done something to them. And she didn't even know none of them boys that was a men that was in that Jeep. She wasn't a scary person, but when something like that happens to you, you do get trembly and a bit scared because that's not daily happening. So she took a different route, making sure not to get home on the route that she normally took. She knew all the back roads anyways. That one thing was her, her cup that she found checkmate on. As she got on the bike, she stayed close to the garbage bins. Why was that? Oh, I see, because she knew that riding close to the garbage bins, if anything was to happen, one, she could hide still, or she could use the garbage cans and tops to defend herself, along with she knew how to throw down and fight because she knew Sholokan Street Karate. She had the confidence that she could defend herself or die trying. How about that? Home is almost there. She's minutes away. As her friend Andrew, the medical student from Sanford University, normally meets her at midnight to chat and have a snack to eat with her. Most likely, he'll be expecting or waiting for her about now. 
The weather was moderately comfortable, perhaps around 75 that night. So it wasn't too cold for her, yet having on damp clothes with smelly beer thrown all around her, it felt a lot colder. Bronx did get home safe and sound. Thank goodness. She saw Anderson, the med student, was waiting for her in the lobby. Their relationship, let me tell you guys, was strictly platonic, believe it or not. You know, they enjoyed just hanging out and talking and eating together and snacking because, you know, it was all good with her. When he saw Bronx was so upset and smelling like beer, which he knew she didn't drink beer, and she had tears in her eyes. Right away, Andrew just grabbed her bike and started helping Bronx to her apartment. Then saying, don't worry, I got you. Andrew jumped into his pre-medical student skills and, and Bronx looked up at him like, wow, and said, can you please go take a shower? I just want to examine you. Examine me? Yeah, just making sure you have no broken bones, scratches, or anything else that may need require you to be taken to the hospital, okay? Okay. She really felt safe and comfortable with him being around. So she listened. She went ahead and refreshed herself and came in the room to lie down to let him examine her, telling her that everything looked okay while he examined her legs, feet, arms, and her face and around her head area. He didn't see anything big, just some small cuts and bruises that he could see where she was laying down on the ground. So he told her, please make sure you get some rest. I'll come check on you in the morning. If you need anything, just give me a call. Make sure you pick up the phone. The moral to this story, everybody, is for young women, nurses especially, women that are getting off late at night, there's always danger lurking out there. It could have that particular night very well gone very bad for Bronx, she could have winded up murdered, raped, or even kidnapped and body cut up in many parts, leaving no evidence of whatever would have happened to her. So, you know, she's thankful for the wits that she had, knowing to go hide and be quiet and still, letting the drunk drivers and men that were high in the car it appeared to leave and just stay still, have patience. You know, she didn't even, you know, get any, get up or move. She just sat there behind the garbage bins. She didn't have a weapon or anything like that either. So if you do go out at night, please make sure you purchase some pepper spray or you carry a licensed weapon or you have somebody come and pick you up to make sure that you get home safe and sound. 
because back then no one had GPS either or anything like that. This is the moral of this story, being safe and sound, especially for women that work late hours at the night or when you go out to clubs. And this is a funny story because Bronx always wanted to meet Steve Jobs because that was Palo Alto, California, and that was where Apple was born. But, you know, she never did anyway. That was just wishful thinking, you know, my girls. Billionaire gone. But another story will be coming to you next week. I hope you enjoyed the story. To be safe, wet body. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening.